Hey everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Church, and welcome to another Thursday evening teaching. I'm so happy that you're here joining us. Yeah, we're going to work through another message from 1 Corinthians this week, but you know what, if if you're on the Gold Coast and you're looking for a new church, why don't you come and join us? We meet at 9.30 on Sundays and again at 3 p.m. at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach. And, you know, we're a friendly church. We preach the Word of God. And if you're looking for a new church home, they're the only two things that you really need to be searching for. It has nothing to do with the brand of coffee or the, the smoke machines or the worship team or any of that. It's are they a friendly church and are they preaching the Word of God? And you'll get both of those things at the refinery, I can assure you. Join me in the Lord's Prayer before we go any further too. When the disciples said to Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? This was his response. He said, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I love that last bit. For yours. His is the kingdom. His is the power. His is the glory. Forever. Not for a time, but forever. As I said this week, we're continuing our study focusing on Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. And today we're going to talk about something that's vitally important that so many Christians have got wrong. There's been so much false teaching on this over the, the, the decades, and it's getting worse talking about the collection concerning the collection is the title of this message the text we're concentrating on is 1 corinthians 16 1 now if you've got your bible open it up and read it with me bring it with you every time we meet bring it with you to church because it's important that we read it for ourselves don't just take my word for it i'm reading from the new king james version but you can read from whichever version you like it talks about the collection for the saints 1 corinthians 16 1 it says now concerning the collection For the saints, I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. This is also for us today. The scriptures we're working through are 1 Corinthians 16, 1 through to 4. Let me read that first one again. Now concerning the collection for the saints, I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper that there be no collections when I come. And when I come, whomever you approve by your letters, I will send to bear your gift to Jerusalem. But if it is fitting that I go also, they will go with me. Let's pray for our offering today. The details will be on the bottom of the screen. If you're ready to sow a seed, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you instigated giving. From the very start, Lord, you instigated first fruits, you instigated terum, you instigated the tithe, you instigated offerings. Lord, we come to you this evening to to learn what your word says, but also to give, to sow that seed, expecting a harvest, Lord. Lord, whether that harvest be here in our own country or be overseas, Lord, we pray that this seed that is sown this evening gets to where it needs to go, Lord. And to be used for the preaching of your word and for the caring of the sick and the needy. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
You know, in both the Old and New Testaments, we find that God's concern is about the collection. He is concerned about the collection, both Old and New Testament. So if you tell me the tithe is an Old Testament thing, guess what? He's still concerned about it in the New. If you tell me that you know, you're only going to preach New Testament, great. What did Jesus preach? Old Testament. So get that right. Failure to follow the scriptural plan for money and provide for the Lord's work brings chaos. Every Christian, whether a pastor or some other church worker, should be interested in the offering. We often look at people and we wonder why, or they wonder why, we don't. They wonder why that their life is in turmoil and they're having financial issues and that sort of thing, but you ask them about their giving and they don't give. They're greedy. They hold on to it for themselves, even though God gave it to them to start with. Everyone should be concerned about the offering and should be interested in it. And there's six ideas mentioned in this passage that each follower of Christ needs to grasp. And we're going to go through them this evening. I want you to write them down, study them, learn from them, and start doing what they say. First one is there is a time of collection. It says on the first day of the week, the day of worship and spiritual recuperation is the time for worship giving. In the Old Testament, it was the Lord's Sabbath. In the New Testament, it's the Lord's Day. Followers of the Lord Jesus are not to bring their offerings to the house of the Lord merely at their own convenience. But as the Lord says, you don't just come along and give when, when you feel like it. You do it when the Lord says. And this period of time, the Christian's worship is giving. And it provides for the needs of the kingdom work throughout the year. All of God's children, oh sorry, if all of God's children only once a year and gave only once a year, it could mean chaos for the financing of the Lord's work. I've heard so many people say the church should feed the homeless, the church should do this, the church should do that. But if no one's giving, or they're giving once a year, how can the church know what they can do? The second thing that Paul's talking about is the person of the collection. It says, each one of you, that's me, that's Pastor Amanda, that's you. You're watching this evening, it's talking about you. The Lord wants the giver. The, the almighty God to whom all things belong does not need our money. He wants our whole selves. There is a real democracy in spiritual giving. People are not saved in masses. People are not saved in big groups. They're saved as individuals. People also re receive God's providential care and blessings as individuals and not as a collective. Have a look through your family. If you're a giver and you've sown seeds, you might notice that you're blessed, but the rest of your family who don't aren't. It's because he wants the individual. People are to give as individuals, not as groups, as individuals, because it says every person. Every person should participate. Third thing is the place of the collection. Lay something aside, it says. Malachi 3.10 says, bring all the tithes, not some, all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me in this, 
says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. We all love to read that and say, yes, we're going to give and we're going to, we're going to receive. But it says the whole tithe, all the tithes, not just some, not just when we feel like it. Storehouse is a biblical term and it needs careful consideration. In the Old Testament, it was the tabernacle or the temple. In the New Testament, it is the church. And let me tell you, ministers out there, if you're not pastoring the church and you've got a para-church or you know, a, a para-ministry out there and you're taking up tithes, that's not you. It's not for you, it's for the church. The storehouse for Christians today is the church. Giving in and through the church is the best way to bring honour and glory to God. Giving to other things should be over and beyond what we give through the church. You want to give to the Red Cross? Great. Do that after you've given to the church. If you want to give to some other charity? Great. Do that after you've given to the church. Fourth thing this evening is the portion of the collection. It says, storing up as he may prosper. Basically, this is the tithe. Taruma, or first fruit, should come first. That's one fortieth. That's $25 in every thousand. And then the tithe. The tithe is 10% and is the most equitable standard of giving. The tithe is to be brought to the storehouse, the church. This portion is as God has prospered. So if you earn a lot of money, it's 10%. If you earn a little, it's 10%. 10% of whatever you earn, whatever comes in, should go to the storehouse, the church. Fifth thing is, what's the purpose of the collection? That there should be no collections when I come, it says. Giving should be done in order. We have a God of order. Giving should be done in order. This is an orderly and systematic way of giving as opposed to the spasmodic giving according to your whims. Now I really need a blessing. I'm going to go and give to the church today. It's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be regular and in order. Giving should be done so that the Lord's work can be carried on according to His plan. And I know that some churches harp on about money and they, they do the wrong thing. But when you give to God, you've given to God. That's between you and God. What the church does with it then, if they do the wrong thing, that's between them and God. Next thing is the, poor, the protection of the collection. Whomever you approve, Christian people should have a system for handling God's money. This applies to the collecting and the counting of the money as well. It also applies to a church budget. At the refinery, our books are open. If you're a member of our church, we can tell you where the money's going. We let our members know each year what we've, what we've turned into other ministries, what, what money's been spent, because that's the right thing to do. It applies to the church budget. There should be honesty in the administration of money. That's why we're transparent. As we finish up this evening, I really, really want you to study this really want you to grasp the idea because we know from personal experience that when we're sowing seeds, 
we're reaping a harvest at the same time. Spiritual giving is a distinct mark of a Bible-believing Christian. I'm going to say that again because you need to understand spiritual giving, spiritual sowing of a seed is a distinct mark of a Bible-believing Christian. It is my plea to you to follow God's plan when it comes to finances. There's no point complaining that you, you have lack when you're not willing to sow the seed. I don't know too many farmers that would not plant their crop for the year and then complain that there's no harvest at the end of the season. But that's what we do as Christians, isn't it? We don't sow the seeds. We don't nurture them. We don't water them. And then we complain when there's no harvest. I want to encourage you to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us that we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. Don't take my word for what I'm saying this evening. Read it for yourself. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And if you allow Him to, He will make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. I can't do it for you, but He can. You've got to let Him. And you're important to God, you know that already. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening or watching this right now. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. Don't wait for some great prophet or healing ministry or any of that to come along. He will reveal his promises directly to you if you talk to him, if you read your Bible, if you commune with him. So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. We're believing this year and we're seeing the fruit of it. This year, 2022, is a year of repentance and of blessings. If you want to see those blessings flow in your life, I'm sure you've got something to repent for. And that may even be how you've been stewarding the finances that God has given you. So until next time, stay in the blessings.